0: comparing his entrance song, Narco, um, to Enter Sandman? Uh, there's no comparison. There's no comparison with that, you know. <laughs> that song was there for 17 years <laughs> and, and many championships. So there's no comparison. <laughs> Perfect.
1: <laughs> you know I had to sneak a little bit of a hardball in there. Oh, for yeah,
0: that's all right
1: with me. It's all dog around his mug.
2: Ago, 2- yeah, I'm going to
1: give you a name for it. Right? Yeah, yeah, It's called corn dog.
2: So it's called what? Corn dog. It's not called
1: corn dog. Oh, yeah. Is true. it called corn dog? Yeah, nothing better than a good corn dog with some mustard and, and uh,
2: ketchup. But he doesn't step into the huddle and say corn dog. Oh, no, he says corn dog.
1: He does? window's my whole career.
3: To be the best, you got to beat the best. And. You know, we didn't get that opportunity this year in the playoffs and um, or we didn't take advantage of our opportunities, I guess you could say. If you look at him statistically and what he's been able to do in his first four or five, six years in this league, you know, it's kind of unmatched by anybody. So, you know, they're they're the the mantra of what you want to be, how you how you need to do it, because, again, they're just constantly in the AFC championship game. He's been in three Super Bowls now, like you got to find ways to, you know, it's a copycat league, so you got to find ways to to be like them. Just crushed my dreams.
1: Boom.
0: Sadness. That's the one.
3: Who's trying to copy Pat Mahomes?
0: Josh Allen.
3: Oh, he actually kind of can do that.
4: I thought that was an Eagle.
3: I mean, Josh Allen? Yeah. I was expecting to be like a quarterback that was like, no, man, you can't do that. Baker? Yeah.
4: Like, you just got to copy him.
3: I don't know. I don't know if you can, Baker. Um, Finley Kia text line is 69187. Uh, we got this earlier in the show when we were talking about Darren Carr, Derek Carr. Is it possible no one shows interest in Carr and he comes back to the Raiders for ten to fifteen million? Zero.
4: Yeah, zero chance. I people are going to. You you said it about after Rodgers, he's probably the best option out there, and people need quarterbacks. Right.
3: I fully expect him to sign a deal with thirty million a year and a hundred million guaranteed, yeah. fully guaranteed. Um, even if. Nobody showed interest in Derek Carr. The Raiders are not bringing him back. At no, 15. No. Then. Granted, I would love for that to happen. That would be hilarious. If Derek Carr in July is like, well, I didn't sell my house yet, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I do not think that is, uh, has any chance of happening either way. The Raiders are as much as I criticize them for not getting anything for Derek Carr moving on from Derek Carr, ending the Derek Carr era is a good thing for the organization. Yeah, It's a good thing. But all that winning that they did. All in those that 90s. winning worked out really well for him. So um, a couple of things in the NFL that I wanted to get to. First off, did you guys see yesterday at the Chiefs parade, Pat Mahomes going to the bathroom in a porta potty and fans standing around like... <laughs> watching and cheering for him when he came out of the porta
4: potty. No, the only thing I saw was Pat Mahomes taking selfies and handing someone the Lombardi trophy. <laughs> Just a random like, person. Yeah, I'm like, uh, <laughs> is there any security that's going to get that
0: back? <laughs> I mean, Tom Brady's out there throwing it like a prop. <laughs> uh, Jared,
3: you're at the Chiefs parade. Patrick Mahomes comes out of a porta potty. You applaud. Are you high-fiving him? Ooh. Oh. Multiple people high-five Patrick Mahomes right after they
0: saw him come out of the porta potty. That's gonna be a no for me, man.
3: Yeah, to no. Even even if you it's are a no for Brandy, I was gonna say even if you are like, oh, I'm gonna wash my hands, cleanliness. You're in a porta potty. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's,
4: yeah, it's, getting
3: out of there's <laughs> gonna be a little bit rough. Even like nice porta potties, it's still a porta potty. Brandy will not use porta potties. No, she will. She she barely will use like a bathroom at a restaurant. At a restaurant bear like that's like oh boy this is like uh-huh. you've been away from home for the whole day <laughs> situation but if there's like ah i'll be home within the next hour oh she's not using a bathroom she's in waiting a, yeah and definitely not a porta potty that's not happening no
4: i wouldn't think so with the germs
0: yeah okay this i don't know why this popped into my head but is one of my pet peeves is people talking on the phone in the bathroom or either They're of you a restaurant? Or just a public bathroom. Or either of you phone talkers in the bathroom? No. I rarely talk on my phone as it is, so I've noticed you don't yeah. pick up my calls. So no, I can't imagine I would. I
4: might text
0: someone at Radio Row. Did a live radio hit while in the bathroom? From the bathroom? Yes. I am washing my hands and I'm listening to a guy go. Well, you know, the Eagles need to create pressure in the center, and then you're just hearing flushes. <laughs> It's pretty impressive. I'm not gonna lie. I wish some of our guests would pick up from the bathroom.
3: If we if we're talking to somebody And you hear flushes in the background, and we just hear a random flush in the background, we're gonna love that.
0: <laughs> okay, it'd be good for us. Yeah, we're gonna
3: love every part of that. It's gonna be great. Um, a couple other things on the Chiefs. Um Papa Holmes was on Jimmy Kimmel earlier this week, and do you believe this is true? He told Jimmy Kimmel. Did Andy Reid threatened the team saying if anybody walks out to watch Rihanna's halftime show, just keep walking that you're benched. You're not playing it the rest of the game. Yeah,
4: I could see that more as humorous than reality because okay. what if Pat Mahomes was a huge fan <laughs> and he wanted to steal a glance. <laughs> well, do you remember last year's Super
3: Bowl, Evan McPherson, the Bengals kicker, went out on the sideline and watched the entire halftime show. And was like dancing and smiling and everything. And people were giving him grief for like, what are you doing, dude? You're in the Super Bowl and you're out here just it's dancing like, during the halftime show.
0: He's the kicker. Right. But the, the right. logical is answer is... Is there a lot is, of game tape that right. he needs to break down? What's he
3: need to do? Ad- adjustments at halftime? Yeah, kick the ball through the uprights. Yeah.
0: All right. I got it.
3: Coach, <laughs> I'm going to go watch Eminem now, if that's okay with you. Um, I They should make the Super Bowl halftime uh, 10 minutes longer than it currently is. Allow the teams to watch the halftime performance and then go in and do your normal halftime.
4: I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't. I guess I don't mind that it's Rihanna. Let them watch it. It's people that do not care about the sport of football
3: watch the halftime show. Most of the reason they watch it, right? So let Patrick Mahomes do it. Let him watch it. Be great. Who did we talk to last week that didn't know who sang the halftime? Performance in the Super Bowl that he played
4: in. Was it Jay Feely? Yes, it was Jay. I, I think it was Jay Feely. Yeah. He did Jay not Feeley. know. He did not know who was the halftime performer. Yeah.
3: So let him go out and watch the halftime show. And then they can be informed when they uh, get on Twitter afterwards and they see takes about Is Rihanna so,
4: pregnant. Coaches are so weird, especially the ones who'd be down at halftime. They'd be weirdos about it, though. They're such. Control freaks.
3: We've already discovered this year that NFL teams don't do anything but go to the bathroom and eat
4: at halftime. Yeah, there's not much adjusting.
3: Peyton Manning said it on the Manning cast. There was that story about the Bengals and they were like, I got a snack that I make sure I have before the game. And I come in and go to the bathroom and my position coach says, hey, we're going to run this play instead of this play. And then we're done. (laughs) Watch Rihanna. They all get a little snack. They get to watch Rihanna. There's a porta potty for Mahomes to go to the bathroom in. And Jason then, Kelsey and was should. eating a
4: snack on the sideline. Yeah. Little you power, a
3: little power bar. You should be allowed to eat on the sideline. You're not doing anything. I saw this is great. I saw a TikTok. And it was Joe Montana. And he's telling a story, and he's like, you know, I was sitting on the sideline while our defense was on the field. I don't know why, but I was like, do these phones call oh, out?
1: Yes, I know the
3: story. <laughs> The he's, ones that go directly to the press yeah, box? Yeah. Yeah. The ones that go straight up to the press box. And he's like, do these phones call out? And he's like, so I did what you did with the phone back then. I hit nine. Dial tone. <laughs> <laughs> so I called my home. And his, his, his wife picked up. And she's like, who's this? What? What are you doing? And he, ta- he called his wife. And apparently he did that multiple times. He, Any he, array stadium he'd go to, he'd check before the game. Could I call out? And then he'd call his wife sometimes <laughs> on the sideline.
0: He's such a cool dude.
4: <laughs> they still have those kind of phones, the
0: dial-ups? I assume that they have a, uh, that that they're required to have that system as a backup in case oh. the surfer. Who was it? I want to say it was Mike Tomlin would always complain, like, his headphone, like, his headset would just stop working at Gillette Stadium. And so oh, he would have yeah. to go, like, he'd have to run over and get on the phone.
4: Rich Versace didn't know how to use a headset. Yeah. Like that that guy. poor guy. He's I like, liked him. He's like the best Raiders head coach in the last yeah, 10 years. Too.
3: <laughs> Should have kept that guy around. <laughs> who needs a headset? Just coach football. <laughs> Let's go. Just tell the punter and kicker what to do. I have great special teams. Um, another fun story about the Chiefs. Chad Henney. Uh, talked Adam Schefter. Retired. He is retiring. Yes. Um, Chad Henney, who has been with Kansas City ever since Mahomes became the starter. Mm-hmm. He said that Patrick Mahomes wears the same pair of red underwear for every game.
4: This is we've heard this in the past about a lot of people, right? The superstitious of wearing the same thing, superstition of wearing the same thing. Heard that a lot of in I sports. Mean,
0: the most famous example of underwear in sports is wasn't it, the gold thong slump Giambi, buster yeah. Giambi? Uh, yes. But I got it was the slump buster.
3: <laughs> I got a question for you if Patrick Mahomes has the actually i've got two Patrick Mahomes has this special pair of underwear where where do they stay does the trainer wash his underwear and keep it throughout the week or are these so special that Mahomes takes them back with him and
4: they're at his house 24/7 and he washes he's wearing them. them yeah i'm going to say well if he's wearing them on the game day Slips on his suit or whatever. I think he takes him home. I think he does too. I don't think he changes his underwear after the game. I think he takes it home and puts it in the puts it in the uh, hamper. My second important question: He doesn't dry him if he's at my house. <laughs> those things would be out. Those <laughs> things would be out hanging up all week, especially if it's cold. Oh,
0: if he it. was in like if he's in Overland Park or if he's in some part of Kansas City and he's hanging those underwear up on the line, <laughs> they're getting stolen. <laughs> <laughs> second important question: You seen the State Farm
4: commercial?
3: About which one? He doesn't wash his practice. About jersey? the trainer talking to the State Farm guy, saying, "I don't, I've never washed his practice." And he practice gives it to the, the girl, and she
4: passes out. Yeah, yeah. is that
3: that's based on true? The story. underwear they slightly change the details, but that's based on a true story, isn't it? Did State Farm know about the underwear when they came up with that commercial idea? Going uh, with yes. Going with yes. You
4: going with the yes is the
3: favorite. See, it's way too coincidental.
4: That his jersey was dirty and he wears the same. The
3: State Farm came up with a commercial of we've never washed. He's got a superstitious clothing
0: item, and he and actually like, oh, does have, have a What is it? And it's like it's underwear. Eh, we can't put that on <laughs> TV. No, exactly. <laughs> <And> way too. <laughs> you quic- know what? I'm handing them. those to the little girl. Right.
3: I think State Farm knew. I think they knew. Either that or Chad Henney made the story up completely.
0: I don't think he made it up. Might have. He's retired. What's going to happen to him? <laughs> it's true. I, I would love, like, I kind of hope we start, so there's somebody who retires and starts just t- telling, like, just absolute lies.
4: Just writes a book?
0: But it's it's genuinely, like, it's this type of stuff. We're like, yeah. It's oh, it, stupid oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just a whole bunch. Of, and it's stupid stuff, and, like, the players involved are like, wait, did I actually do that? I once saw him eat a banana without peeling it. <laughs> well, that does sound like something I would do. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> was i drunk around him <laughs> what, what happened there
3: so um don't shake hands with patrick Mahomes when he comes out of porta potty because he's wearing underwear that he has had on for six seasons now also oh that's another question do you think it's the same
4: underwear from like 2018 or is there a new pair every year i think there's probably a new pair i don't think he i'm not sure he started this when he first started playing Ch- sure he, started. Ch- and
3: he says as long as he's been there it's been the same red pair of underwear Texas Tech. <laughs> same I colors, mean, same color. If Mahomes suddenly got traded to a
0: team that wasn't red, still wear the red underwear. We'll have to wait until he like till he's forty-two. Be, well, until he like bends over and ties his shoe, and it's just like eh, looks like they're blue. red. <laughs> looks like blue. <laughs> Coming up next
3: on ESPN Las Vegas, it's Bischoffs Briefs. Today's Bischoffs Briefs is about the NFL Draft. Yesterday, Deshaun Reed was on the show. Sean Reed is all in favor of the Raiders drafting Anthony Richardson. He is six foot four. He is 230 pounds. Uh, The internet tells me he runs a four, four 40. We'll see if he actually runs at the combine. If he puts up that uh, type of speed. However, this season at Florida, which was his only season as a full-time starter, he completed 54% of his passes uh, threw for 212 yards a game, 17 touchdowns, but nine interceptions. He did also run for another nine, so that gets you up to 26 total touchdowns in one season of college football for Anthony Richardson. Would you draft Anthony Richardson?
4: I don't know if I'd draft him at number seven. So Drafting him at
3: seven lot. is a fun—that's That's actually a fun question about this because most projections are that he's in the teens— Right, I mean, it's not he's not viewed as the one or the two, or even the three. A lot, yeah. Where it's Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis. There have been hell. I've seen more things about Will Levis being potentially in the one-two spot than I have about Anthony Richardson being in the top ten. If the Raiders draft Anthony Richardson, the absolute best case scenario is you trade down. That you're at seven and you trade out of seven to 14 or something
4: and, and you hope
3: a- you acquire an extra asset. if that's who you want. Yeah, you acquire an extra asset and you draft Anthony Richardson at 14 after getting, I don't know, a second round pick in return or whatever the value would be to move from seven down to 14. So that's probably the best thing to do, and if they draft Anthony Richardson at 7, I might come in here the day after the draft and complain to you that, eh, what are they doing? They should have traded down. That would have given them more assets, and they could have gotten the same player. Same problem the Raiders had with John Gruden. But I am all in on the Raiders drafting Anthony Richardson. Even at 7? I think even if they do it at 7, ultimately, I'm still going to think that that's a good decision. I believe there's a better chance that Anthony Richardson is a bust than he is a good starting quarterback Mm -hmm. in the NFL. But I still think it is a worthwhile pick. because and you would start him. Oh, 100%. We're not drafting this kid and not starting him. I don't care. Everybody can come on and tell me he's got to develop in two years, whatever. Develop on the field, my guy. Like, let's see it. But here's the question <laughs> to answer. My guy. How do the Raiders win? I don't know
0: why. That's just.
4: <laughs> How do the Raiders win the Super Bowl? I don't think they win the Super Bowl with Anthony Richardson.
0: Uh they get moved into the AFC South. We still gotta beat Mahomes in the playoffs at some point. <laughs> no, nah, you hope that uh you hope that like somehow him and Josh Allen and Joe Burrow all like knock each other out. See, that's the problem. Mahomes, Herbert, Allen, Burrow, if Lamar Jackson sticks
3: around, Lawrence. RSLB. All those yeah. quarterbacks are in the AFC and are probably all gonna be in the AFC for a decade. Yeah. How the hell do you win a Super Bowl when you're going to have to probably beat three of those guys in the playoffs
4: just, just to get, get there. there?
3: Just to get right? there. Maybe you're lucky and you only have to play two of them because
4: the, damn, the along the way. The Tennessee happens, Titans
3: yeah. exist and somehow make the playoffs at 98. But most likely, you're having to beat three of those quarterbacks just to get to the postseason. We can even take it a step back and say, how the hell do you win the division with Mahomes and Herbert? And it for the next decade. And you could build a really, really good team and have really, really good coaching like the 49ers, where the 49ers have been a contender for multiple years without truly having great quarterback play. And it's because the rest of that roster is stacked. The rest of that roster is really good. Well, I'm going to believe that when I see it. And the coaching is really good. That We've already seen the Raiders. Granted, they've had one year with the new Front office, but we've already seen them blow some talent evaluations, right? Chandler Jones signing was bad. Did any of their draft picks this year have a notable like Dylan Parham? Dylan Parham was not terrible right. as an Dylan, offensive Dylan, lineman, Dylan Parham. but like they didn't really get much production from the draft. To be fair, they traded their first and second round pick, but they didn't really get anything from the late and middle rounds there. And you know they didn't pick up Josh Jacobs' fifth year option. They did give Carr the extra year. Like they have already shown. The whole talent evaluation thing, they haven't gotten off to a good start. So the idea that the Raiders are gonna build up this great defensive line, linebacker, secondary, offensive line, skill position eh, is kind of far fetched. The other way you do it, and probably the easier or the faster way, is you get you end up with a superstar quarterback. Well you draft
4: you draft and he becomes great. You
3: draft your Mahomes yeah. or your Herbert or yeah. your Allen, which is a huge risk. Anthony Richardson Has the physical tools to do that. If everything goes right for Anthony Richardson. He is a superstar quarterback. Now the chances of everything going right for him are slim 10% or less, right? right? There's not really a great chance that happens, but if they do, you've got the quarterback to compete with those other stars in the AFC and you're at seven. You don't have to trade up to get Stroud or young who could also be that guy in the future. You can conceivably get him at seven, or like we said, you might even be able to trade back.
4: I mean, isn't that like a lot of guys? No one knew Burrow would be Burrow.
3: Right. And well, I think
4: there was I mean, a I think there better was a...
3: chance because he was really great college. that yeah. year in college. He was Burrow had one of the best colleges <laughs> yes. ever. Anthony yes. Richardson most definitely did not. Right. So, but there is a chance that Richardson is that quarterback. There's also a much better chance Anthony Richardson is a complete bust. Right. You play him, and hell, you give him two years because he needs to develop, whatever, and he might just be bad for an entire two seasons. But, in my mind, who cares if he's a bust? Like, that's a better option than what you just went through with Derek Carr. The Raiders just went nine years of mediocrity, or worse sometimes, with Derek Carr, right? In the nine years Carr was their quarterback, they averaged 7.2 wins. Went to two playoffs. In the ten years before Carr got here, which is after Rich Gannon and before Derek Carr. The Raiders average 4.9 wins per season. Mm-hmm. Now, a 5-win team and a 7-win team, obviously 7-win team is better than a 5-win team. But in reality, if I'm an NFL team, I'd rather be the 5-win team than the 7-win team because I'm drafting 5 or 6 instead of 11 or 12. Right. So if Anthony Richardson is a bust and is completely awful, my team probably sucks. I'm probably picking in the top 5. And that means... In two years, hey, Anthony Richardson didn't work out, but we're taking the best available quarterback because we're picking fourth overall or something like that. and We can trade up to one or whatever we need to do because that's how the Raiders win the Super Bowl. They get a superstar quarterback and you take the shot on Anthony Richardson. If everything works out, you nailed it. Great job. More likely, it doesn't work out and you're trying again in a couple years because the goal is to win the Super Bowl and finishing eight and nine Is the same as finishing four and thirteen. Six and ten, six and eleven. Those are all the same because you're not winning the Super Bowl with that team. Now, this is the conversation we have a lot. Is the actual goal to win the Super Bowl, or is the actual goal to be competitive? Because I think for a lot of NFL teams, the goal is, hey.
4: It might be different between the owner and the GM.
3: Hey, we need to be competitive. We can't go we can't be a four-win team every year. We need to have people come into our games. We need to be in the playoff race. We need to go to the playoffs every now and then. And Anthony Richardson, more likely than not, is not doing that. Anthony Richardson most likely is not going to be a great quarterback. If you draft him, you're probably looking at two years of not going to the postseason. And I know a lot of NFL teams would say, we don't want that. We would rather be a nine-win team that has no chance at the Super Bowl than a four-win team that actually has a chance to draft a start The owner
4: wants to go to the Super Bowl.
3: But is it his number one priority? Because I, I honestly think right well, Davis think it's his,
4: is his number one priority. I think
3: he would. I think his number one priority is be competitive next year.
4: You're saying next year. I'm saying overall, long term, yeah. his his goal is to, his goal is to be in the Super Bowl. Right. But if you if
3: you told him you have a basically draft Anthony Richardson, there is a let's say 10 percent chance you win the Super Bowl in the next five years, and there's a 90 percent chance you never make the playoffs. Versus, sign Jimmy Garoppolo for five years. There's a 1% chance you win the Super Bowl, but there's a 75% chance you're in the playoffs two of the next five years. I think he's taking Garoppolo every single time. Really? Yeah. I think he's taking the worst odds to win the Super Bowl, but the better odds to be a competitive team because he doesn't want to show up to watch his three-win team play in Allegiant Stadium where the crowd is 85% Kansas City Chiefs fan. He wants to have at least be able to say, we're competitive and we're relevant even if it hurts his team's overall chances to win the Super Bowl, which is the same thing we see in baseball, where teams are like, hey, we'll try a little bit because we want people to pay attention, but we're not actually going to try to win the World Series. I think a lot of NFL owners think that way.
4: Talking about the Las Vegas A's? But,
3: well, they're not they don't trying try at all. At all. <laughs> they're, they're, they're trying to spend as little money <laughs> as, as possible. possible.
4: And get as much back from, yes. from the
3: taxpayers. Coming up next on ESPN Las Vegas, J.R. Starkus must find Clyden. yeah no no problem
4: he just left his baby with two drunk dudes reminds me of my dad only thing is one we're not babies and
2: two we're not that drunk
3: been not that drunk keep we been not that drunk,
2: bad drunk. Bad. <laughs> been drunk. It's never too early for him to mix up some drinks, even if it's only 9 in the morning. Find out what's on tap with extreme mixologist J.R. Starkus. Follow him on Instagram at JRMakesDrinks. Makes
4: Drinks. Seven Glazers Wine Spirits and Beer of Nevada. Oh, I was just gonna forget. Director of Business Development, here he is, J.R. Starkus. Follow him on Twitter at Jr Starkus, Instagram at JRMakesDrinks. Makes Drinks. Just talking about the halftime show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're very interested in what happens
2: here next year. Yeah, I think it's a big deal. I think, um, you know, we're going to be on center stage. And and I think the pressure's on, honestly, because here in probably New York are probably the two biggest, like, epicenters of entertainment here being, I would imagine, number one. But you think about all of the things that we do, what the Knights have done, what the Raiders have done. Um, everybody comes here for the shows and the entertainment, and this is our, this is our chance. And... Um, the last two years, Super Bowl shows, I think, have been pretty strong, especially last year's show with, you know, um, the entire, like, West Coast, <laughs> uh, yeah. Hip Hop Central, you know, I, I, that... Actually, I actually thought that was strong. Th- that, that was very strong. And, you know, um, you got to... Vegas has to... I don't know what the heck you do. I've been racking my brain, like, all right, who do you have? Wayne Newton. Uh, that's what I'm afraid of, to be honest with you. Like, it'll, be, some, it'll be something, like, super local. Um, they and, don't usually do something that's, like... Like, what does Rihanna have to do with Phoenix? No, I get it. but yeah. I, I get it. But if Vegas has any... Who has the main input on the halftime show? The NFL. It's, does Vegas have any input no. on it whatsoever? No. The LVCVA is not coming in and saying... <laughs> you. You don't think that Vegas has any input on it? We, ho- we offered to dig up Frank Sinatra, and they said no. Really, I mean, I just don't want like some. Oh, we have the Elvis impersonator, and you're like, oh god, like I, you know what I mean. I don't think it'll be like that, but that's what I'm afraid of. Uh, I, th- I think Vegas needs to come real strong. Okay, so if they and just
4: did locals and they gave you locals or Harry
2: Styles, who would you say? If it was locals or Harry Styles, yeah, I mean, me personally, I'd prefer locals. I mean, you're just you- not a fan. He's big enough. Who the hell is Harry Styles? Like I oh, don't know. Oh, he's big enough. He's big enough. I mean, enough. like literally, you could I, I have no idea what his music is. Right, I have no he's idea. He's big enough.
0: Good. I'm telling
2: you. I hope it's Pitbull. Okay, he would be good. <laughs> Make it a comeback. <laughs> he would be good. He, he would at least he's got some like energy. Like he would be good. He's performed here. His schools are here. His slam schools are here. Like there's a little bit of a tie. Um, but I mean I don't know, man. They 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 got to be You are a stressed
3: break. about a decision that you're not going to have anything to do with. <laughs>
2: And it's gonna be fine. No, I get it, but I'm I'm not stressed <laughs> about it. I just think like you think Vegas needs to come strong and if they don't, it'll be embarrassing for our city. I don't does
3: anybody tie I don't think anybody ties the actual performance to the city, do they?
2: No, I, I, not necessarily. I'm just saying that like if it's a bad halftime show, they're mm-hmm. not gonna be Vegas blew it. It's gonna yes, be they will. it's Guaranteed. gonna be the musician blew it. N- but or no. the
4: NFL blew it for having them. Yeah.
2: I don't know. They'll be like, "Oh, I expect it'll I, if they blow it, it'll be i like, oh, 'I'd really expect more out of Vegas than that.' That's what that's what it'll be the next Nobody's day. Gonna, I don't think anybody's going to say that. Flavor, flavor, disagree.
0: Oh, yeah. let's get flavor, uh, flavor up there. Let's get some no, not not public enemy. Oh.
2: Just flavor.
0: Flavor,
2: flavor, Wayne. Might, he, he might need some help on the stage. You might need a little help.
3: Hold yeah. on. before yeah. you make a drink, we yeah. had uh, very important news. For J.R. Starkus, Major League Baseball, limiting when position players know. can pitch. So the winning team has to be up by 10 runs. The losing team has to be down by eight runs. Or if the game's in extra innings, that's the only time you can bring in a position player to pitch, which is your favorite part of
2: baseball, apparently. Well, I think, I mean, I do enjoy it, but I also think, like, if we're going to make these rules up, like, if you, okay, you have to abide by those rules. However, if you're like, nah, man, we want to bring in a position player now. Okay, you can. However, you have to start your position player the next uh, a position player the next game. He has to get three outs. That should be the rule. Put him on like the mound. banana ball. It should be like banana ball. Banana ball. <laughs> 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 We're turning that major league baseball into banana ball. You know, like like goofy big bases and uh, you know fans catch a ball to now whatever. You know,
4: you like the ghost runner. Yeah,
2: I mean, listen, I like I like the fact that
4: it doesn't go twenty three
2: innings. Well, yes, I do, but I also like the fact that at the end of the game we have a winner. But I also understand that, like, you know, sometimes these long, yeah, you know, that, it, I, and I love baseball, <laughs> you know, but, you know, when you're sitting there and, and you're like, even as a player, I got to imagine in the dog days of summer, it's, you know, game 103 and it's, and you know, 25 out or whatever. And the game's going, you know, 19 innings, somebody's... There's got to be conversations, and I wonder if you could have a candid conversation with an ex M O B player. I don't think anybody personally would say it now. That's in the pros, but ex player was like, "Well, somebody just like li- just missed the oh, ball. Like it's got to happen. If
4: you're not in a playoff race,
3: oh, yeah.
2: you 100 percent want the other team. You're to not. Walk it you're,
4: off. you're the Reds. You're 25 out, and it's the middle of the summer in Cincinnati, oh. and you're in the 18th inning. You're just like, please uh, walk it's it 100 off. Degree, <laughs> it's or or, or if, like
2: if there's a runner on third, right, and uh, and it's the winning run, and you're the first baseman or something, and the ball hit to you, you like bobble it a little bit. You're like, oh, gosh, oh, man. Gosh, darn it. Fail yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, ah, game over. See you later. Let's go grab some beers. You know, that's that's what I'm thinking happening, probably. All right.
3: What are you making for us? And is this something good to drink while the baseball
2: game is in the 18th inning? <laughs> probably, yeah. So, uh, uh, so, So today we're focusing on the old fashioned cocktail. Um, and, and yeah, so I've done Old Fashioned before, but there's a reason I'm doing it today, and I'm doing it specifically with the Uncle Nearest brand of whiskeys. Um, Uncle Nearest it, – well, it's Black History Month. We know that. I mean, if anybody listens to this radio station, as the as I do often, the, ra- the ads that come on as you're flipping the radio station on, like at least on the app, are about Black History Month and whatnot. And so I figured – I could tie in a great cocktail to a great brand that is a, uh, it's actually a female owned brand and a black owned brand. And it's made, uh, it's called Uncle Nearest. If you haven't heard of this whiskey, um, I highly recommend you get familiar with it. It is a tremendous, tremendous whiskey. the, the whiskey that I'm using today is the Uncle Nearest 1856, which is a hundred proof whiskey. It's their inaugural whiskey. Um, the story of Uncle Nearest is absolutely tremendous. Um, Nearest Green was actually the, the first Black Master distiller. He actually taught... Jack Daniels, how to make and distill, and so he did, he did, and uh, so Jack Daniels wouldn't be where he is today without uh, Uncle Nearest. Well,
4: thank, uh, without Uncle.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so this, the story of Uncle Nearest goes back to the 1800s, it really does, and um, for Black History Month, for Women's History Month, and for Martin Luther King Day, Uncle Nearest, as well as Southern Glacier's Wine and Spirits, are kind of collaborating together. And beer. And, and beer. Yes, correct. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well I mean, done. Do you, I mean, don't you well, know where you work? Well done. Well don't you done. Know where you work? I know. I shouldn't. I'm gonna, now I'm going to lose my <laughs> yeah. job. Yeah, uh, but they're kind of collaborating together. And, and so there's a lot of local places, not just here in Las Vegas, but all over, but local spots in particular that are doing old fashions and a portion of the proceeds for these old fashions. Um, are going to historically black community or colleges and universities, and we're basically matching their do, their donation up to a million bucks. So uh, you know, Uncle Nearest, uh, besides the history of it, though, honestly, is a tremendous whiskey. It's if you've been listening to this show for a while, you know that I don't come on the show and talk about anything that I wouldn't drink myself, and so this was like just an easy fix, right, in and, and an easy placement. So the drink itself. Um, is going to be two ounces of Uncle Nearest 1856 or their hundred proof. You can use any of them, really, any of the the skus that they they offer. Uh, they have a small batch which is 93 proof. They have a rye, um, but this one I like in particular because hundred proof whiskey stands up great in this cocktail. Um, you're only use, you're using two ounces of whiskey, and there's not a lot of additional ingredients, so the higher proof really plays nicely here. Okay, so it, it makes sense to use the hundred proof. Um, you're going to take two ounces of the whiskey. You're going to add a half of an ounce of simple syrup to a mixing tin or uh, glass. Some people choose to make an old-fashioned by taking an orange and a cherry and bitters and muddling all that with sugar and stuff like that. You don't necessarily need to do that, okay? Um, this is another way of, of doing it. So two ounces of whiskey, half an ounce of simple syrup, and a couple dashes, like two or three, and really could add as much as you want, of the uh, an aromatic bitters like Angostura or something like that. Take all of those ingredients Add ice and mix them by stirring, mixing them together. Strain the drink over I used a large ice cube because it works well over like a large form of ice. Uh, but if you just if you don't have that, you can use what's in your refrigerator or your freezer, that's fine. Strain it over fresh ice in a rock's glass. I used a Luxardo cherry as the garnish. And uh, yeah, they're just so delicious. And then instead of the orange muddling in the drink, like you'll see some people do, I just took a peel of orange and I expressed the orange oils over the drink uh, to give it that orange note that you would typically find in an old fashioned. Rub it around the rim of the glass and drop that that in as well. And that's so, it. That's it. It's a super easy drink. Um, you know, it, it, you can go to. There's a website you can go to. It's oldfashionedcocktail.com, and you can find who's participating locally, um, but if you're not going to go out and drink one in a bar, that's fine. Just go to your favorite liquor store and buy a bottle and make it for yourself at home because, as you can see, the drink is super easy to make, and the whiskey is absolutely tremendous. You will not be disappointed.
3: I am on Uncle Nearest's website. Like you said, they've mm-hmm. got the 1856, 1884, and then they've got a couple of rye whiskeys. Mm-hmm. Me, somebody who is not an extreme mixologist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What? How am I going to tell? Like, how much am I going to be able to tell the difference between the rye whiskeys and the eighteen eighty four, the eighteen fifty six? Especially you, if you in the old fashioned.
2: In the old like. fashioned, it would probably be tough for you to decipher if you're if you're not looking for something in particular. Okay, okay? Um, but a discerning drinker would would probably know. There are some like people who just don't like rye. I was actually having drinks with a guy last week who he said it like the smell like. When you smell rye whiskey, to a lot of people, it smells like rye bread, and he has this like weirded version of rye bread. So he, he ate it when he was twelve and got sick. Whatever, or yeah, yeah. And, yeah. So, but when he smells rye whiskey, like I put one in front of him, he smelled it, and he was like, "Oh my god, that's rye!" And, like he knew <laughs> right away, you know. So to somebody like that, it's not—it's a no-go. Um, but generally speaking, like for for a lot of people, it would be difficult to tell the difference. Um, you will be able to tell the difference, though, for most people, like in proof and how it feels on your palate. Uh, because 93 is quite a bit different than 100 proof so are you is,
3: is your palate good enough like could you do a blind taste test and tell the difference between all of
2: uncle nearest whiskies probably yeah okay probably yeah i now yeah i could probably do it i would pr- rye r- the rye would be easy cuz it th- that would be right. the one, that would be the easy one to pick out the other two i would just have to decipher proof and i would have to see what feels hotter on my palate all right. but that's how i would have to do it you nice. know
3: Saw TikTok of a sommelier competition. You saw that? That was cool. Yeah, where the guy takes like. One was it? Drink. The, wasn't it a
2: girl? And she was like, I, th- "I thought I saw one that was a female. That was like, she was tasting four wines, and then she went back to him, and she was. Oh like, no, the one I saw was just a guy. Okay, he smelled it, drank it, and
3: then was like the year and the town in France. I was like, all right, yeah. I don't know if
2: he's right, but he sounds authoritative, and <laughs> it's impressive. Right. Yeah, I, I saw one with a with a female doing it, and there was four in front of her, and she was. Doing it and going through and tasting it and kept going back and she was like, "This is this this grape with this grape in this <laughs> part of France this year." And then she went back. She's like, "No, I want to change that." And I was like, "Oh boy!" Like, um, my wine friends are are super serious about their stuff. Super you, know? you guys still
4: have the same sommeliers there?
2: Um, we have a few of them that are still there. With obviously after COVID things changed, people right. moved on. Um, but Joe Phillips is still there okay. for sure. Um, right. So he's he's still our one of our directors of education for wine. So. Um, Jessica has moved on. She's doing some other fun stuff now oh, for, good. Her. Um, good for her. I love her. I, I wish her all the best. If you're listening, Jess, I hope you're doing well. Um, but yeah, so we, for the most part, the, the team is very much the same, but, you know, after COVID happens, people move on, find different things that they are like, oh, I really like this. I'm going to do that now. So, you know, bless them. All right. Well, he's JR
3: Starkus. It's Southern Glazers, wine, spirits, and beer. And beer. Yes. He's our extreme mixologist. Thanks, JR. Thanks, buddy. We've got tickets to give away to go to the Mountain West tournament. You'll win a pair of tickets to a session during the Mountain West tournament. You're also going to be entered to win a VIP package, which includes uh, tickets to all sessions, includes frank uh, food, drink, and parking. 702-364-1100. That's the phone number if you want to win a pair of tickets to the Mountain West Tournament. Be caller 7 at 702-364-1100.
1: I understand, obviously, LeBron's always going to be important to the team, but what do you think can be the big picture implications when he has nights like tonight and possibly beyond where his workload's reduced enough to play under 30 minutes? Man,
0: that was the goal, to, to, you know, to, to, to hold him at a hard stop at 30. And, you know, the more balanced your lineup is and the more pieces you have it allows him to do that not only him but AD as well you you don't have to run those guys into the ground you can you know manage them a little bit better and they're fresher down the stretch they're fresher in key moments of the game
2: you're locked in the press box so
3: Jared sent us a fun tweet from Caleb No. each of the last two years the Super Bowl logo has featured a primary color of both teams in the game So the Super Bowl in L.A., the uh, logo was an orange, not exactly the same as the Bengals, but orange and a little bit of yellow, which is what the Rams had. This year's Super Bowl, the logo was green, red, and purple. Uh, Eagles are green. Chiefs are red. The Super Bowl logo for here in Las Vegas is primarily
0: purple with, are we calling that orange or red? I think it's an orangey-red, so that opens us up to get the Browns in this conversation. So we're going to count orange and red in this logo? So it's Vikings, Chiefs, Vikings, Bengals, or Vikings-Browns.
3: The Ravens exist as well.
0: And then the Ravens versus the Commanders, the if we're Cardinals, ca- if we're the Buccaneers, counting, and if, the 49
3: say If we're counting red, that's half the damn league.
4: <laughs> right. Like, that's but good for league. Vikings fans. Can't so, that also be the Panthers with Derek Carr?
0: Where? Panthers. How do we get? I'm trying I'm, to I'm not get like, the color right?
4: Yeah, I guess not. It's purple. <laughs> is it?
0: It's it's purple.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Here's my real question about the Super Bowl logo for Vegas. What the hell are these buildings?
0: Isn't it the strip?
3: Yeah, I think it's the strip. Which what what, what casinos um, is that? Look at the buildings in the L and the V, and you tell me what buildings are those.
0: Uh, Trump Tower?
3: Those are not Las Vegas buildings. No, they are not. We've got an iconic
0: skyline. skyline.
3: We have iconic buildings, and they just put in generic rectangles and said, here's your Super Bowl logo. They do have the Welcome to Las Vegas sign, but the left side of this logo, what
4: are those? I'm trying to... Guess the taller one, like Jared said, that might be Trump.
0: It's not a it's not a casino. It's not, it's not a no. hotel.
4: It's just a rectangle
3: with more rectangles. Convention
0: center? I'm actually asking, like, is that the convention yeah. center? I'm gonna go look up a picture of the convention center.
4: If they put the convention center in our logo, <laughs> the hell Give, are they doing? Given all the other things they could put in there?
0: Yes.
3: Wait of all the things you could pick to put in the Las Vegas Super Bowl logo, if you're telling me that's the convention center what the hell that's a
0: terrible logo it's not it's not the convention center because the convention center has the little uh uh i don't even know like a curve to the top of it it's a terrible logo
4: it's a great point by you because you could have put a lot of buildings that you would have known <laughs> the right strat, away. The, the strat the Luxor, like yeah. t-mobile Anything shaped like yeah. what everyone knows on the strip. It's
3: a bad look. Color scheme's co- cool and all. We just, got the Welcome to Las Vegas sign, but, you know, put like a recognizable part of the city on there and not just a random rectangle.
4: I got to ask the degenerate. Did you get your $50 in your William Hill app? I did. You did. You were not happy on Twitter, by the oh, way. With this My, You never stopped tweeting about this Yeah.
1: Thing. Well, it's it's ridiculous. Three days, you're the only book in town that shut down for three days.
3: Here's a better question for you. Have you, have you already placed your $50 yes. bet? <laughs> <laughs> All right. What'd you bet it What'd on? What'd you bet it on?
1: Uh, Future? I put some of it on the Knights for tonight. Okay. I put some of it on the Capitals game, and then some of it on a parlay for both of the games.
0: So, so if you would like to lose like Danny does.
1: Hey, hey I won last night.
0: All I know is that I came in and someone said that you lost 10 bets.
1: Yeah. Uh, yesterday? No, 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 no. Oh.
0: The no,
4: Super the Super Bowl. Bowl. The Super Bowl.
1: Super Bowl, I, I finally realized, like, how I went. I went 9 and 13. Okay. Yeah, which yeah, but isn't bad because a records, lot of them were free bets.
3: The records not important.
1: Yeah, it's money, and with free right. bets, it's all plus
3: money. So I'm good. I don't think that's how plus money works. But
1: <laughs> well, no, it's all it's all money in my pocket, though. I mean, even, yes, even I got if it. I only won one out of the eighteen or twenty bets, I still won money.
3: Right, but like I right. bet two hundred dollars on the Super Bowl. Right, I will collect one hundred and eighty-six dollars based on the bets I won. Yeah, so I lost fourteen dollars. Right. How much did you win or lose in money?
1: In like my personal money yeah. or including yes. the free bets? No, just your, your personal.
3: personal money.
1: Oh, uh, only like 20 bucks. You still lost money with free bets? Oh, no, no, no. Well, all right. Then, uh, then <laughs> How much money
3: did you bet on the Super Bowl with your own money, no free bets? How much money did you will your, you your I, cash? I
1: don't know the exact number, but that's, I'm That's up a good over sign. 100 bucks.
4: Okay, you made over $100. Made over $100. Okay. okay, all right. That's
3: that
0: the that we has we
4: nothing to do for. with the free bets. It's just
0: your cash. No,
1: that's including the free
3: bets. Right, right. Not including but the money put in, but you The free you, bets is
0: what pu- You, you is got a free bet,
3: you bet $10 on AJ Brown to catch a touchdown. He did. You won an extra 26. That right. 26 counts as winning. Yeah, so yes. because
1: because my personal cash, I just I made my initial bet and then I got a bunch of free bets. Did you bet
3: on or against the Golden Knights? I bet
1: on the Golden Knights. All right. They're going to score seven
3: goals again.